BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. (laughs) This is Straight Up with Stassi. Guys... This is the moment we're on. This is the moment that, well, a lot of you have been waiting for. I brought this up last week on my show, and I basically teased that, well, I went to my murder house. And the story of how I did it, well, how we did it, is incredible. And it was too good for me to just, like, just t- like tell the story on my own. Like, I, I needed to to have Jennifer here in order to, like, help me out. Um, before I bring her in, um, I just want to warn everyone and say that um, I'm really hungover. So I, like, feel like I'm not, like, really, like, putting sentence together, sentences together in, like, the right way. So bear with me. Um, I also just saged my apartment because Jennifer felt that, that was something I needed to do. And she also gave me holy water and was shocked when it didn't sizzle once it hit my skin. So there's that. Okay. Jennifer Beeswas. Oh, what's your new last name? Hoffner. Hoffner? Yes. Hoffner. Jennifer Hoffner is one of Katie Maloney's best friends. So four years ago, I was out with Katie and we met up with you. Yes. And... We went and saw Felos Felos Murder House. Yes. So we met and it, it all I don't know how this came up, but we found out that we had a very like a huge thing in common is and that's that we're like really into the supernatural or murder or serial killers or death or we're both enthusiastically morbid, I would say. Yes, we are. Do and you- don't forget to keep the microphone to your mouth. You got it. You got mm-hmm. it. So we just realized that we had this like in common and she told me about a house and she's like, oh my God, have you ever been to Los Feliz murder house? And I was like, no, what's that? And she told me all the backstory, which I'm going to get to. And we drove, should I say the backstory right now? Well, You'll why don't say we, it. Why don't we give a little bit of a, just something. We need to 
fill them in on what the murder house is. Yeah, you say it because you're going to, you know everything. Okay, so Jen could be like a detective or an investigator or something. Like she can find anything out and she like. I'm like murder she wrote. You are like murder Je- she wrote. Jessica. Oh my God, you are. Right? Totally. The younger, much younger and cooler version. Yes. Okay. So, give some backstory. So, the murder house, Los Feliz, mm-hmm. um, the story takes place in 1958, December. Yeah. And the house was owned by a family, Dr. Pearlson and his wife, Lillian, and their three children, um, the eldest, Judy. Do you remember the other two? No, because they didn't, their names didn't matter that much. Right. Judy's was the main one. She yeah. was the main one. Um, so basically, the father was a very well-known doctor, and they had bought their dream home in Los Feliz. It is the most magnificent home you've ever seen. Now it's hair-raising, but before mm. it was just, I mean, a, a sight to see. You've been there. What do yeah. You, I mean, what do you? how do you feel about it? Um, it's just so, it's like so, like, regal and it the way that it's positioned is that it like sits uh, like it almost looks like they built a hill onto the hill for it to sit on and you know because they have the stone staircase that winds up to the house and it just looks so overwhelming and like magnificent it glows in the dark it does glow in the dark totally so um let's see okay so dr pearlson was mentally ill his wife had put him in an institution several times and i think the last time that he went in um and he was let out was the very night that he bludgeoned his wife to death with a hammer and then tried to attack his eldest daughter judy who actually escaped and she made it down the hill from the house and called for help, but by the time that they had gotten back to the house, Dr. Pearlson had taken Nembutal? Nembutal. Nembutal. It's the drug that killed Marilyn Monroe, too. And it's the drug that killed him. Mm-hmm. So he, on purpose, like suicide. Right. Yes. And the story goes that the children were then removed from the home and taken to New York City to live with family. And... Nobody ever came back for their belongings or even to see the house. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever returned to the crime scene. And the house was locked up intact, just the way it looked that night in December 1958. And a year later, a couple from Lincoln Heights, Los Angeles. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know where it is. It's East L.A., I would call it. Mm-hmm. Um and it's about, like, lower middle class neighborhood. Yeah. And a couple, um, Emily and Julian Enriquez, purchased the home at an auction. So, and like, did they? do you think they knew what they were buying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because when you buy real estate... Well, you, you know how sometimes you buy a house at an auction and you don't even know what it is? Right. You know? That's right. what I was wondering. I think they... I think that they got to see it. I think you definitely have to see what you're buying they must have seen a picture or heard a story and it was i don't think it was actually all over the news that's actually an interesting question stasi i never thought about that if they 
seen the house or not, but I'm assuming that they had to have some knowledge of it, mm-hmm. um, how many bedrooms at least or where it was. Um, but they bought the house and they never lived in it. They went inside a couple times and left some boxes and basically used it as storage, but they never lived there and they never removed anything from the house. Um, so it was basically frozen in time. I want to, once we start talking about like actually what happened, I remind me, I have some theories about them that okay. I've recently come up with. Um, so this is like something that like everyone started recognizing in LA or like it became like a, it was iconic. Yeah. Like all of the belongings from this family were still in. So if you went up to the window, you could look in and see all the old shit, all the furniture, everything, even a Christmas tree with presents. And like, you did it. You yes. actually were up there. Yes. So that so Jen told me about this house and that night, that's when me, Katie, you and, and one of your friends, we went we drove to it. At like three in the morning, in heels, yeah. all of us. Kate, you and Katie stayed back. Katie and I stood at the bottom of the hill, and it was a windy and cold night. Yeah, it was in October. And you climbed up that driveway in the dark in heels and yeah. faced the house. Yeah, and walked to the back of it. And I saw like their old time cars. Right. Cars from like 1958 that I'd never seen, and they were all like old and rusted. And it was a red old suburban that was parked in the middle of the corridor and looked like it hadn't been moved in years. Yes. Yeah. And when I looked in, I saw like furniture and all that stuff. It was so dark that I couldn't really make it, make out what I was looking at. Right. But the house was just like, it just like it spoke to me. And so then I went when I walked back down to tell Katie and Jennifer about it and I was like let's you guys find a way to like let me like let's get me in like and go through a window or something but right. like I really like I need someone to go with me like because what if I go in and I you get wanted us in. to put you in through a window that yeah. you had found a crack in yeah and you wanted to be put inside the house which is so crazy well once I like started thinking about it I just kept thinking like what if the house just shuts on me? Do you know what I mean? Like, what if something happens and it is like, there are actually ghosts there and they just like shut the window on me and I can't get out. You might end up in a water tank. Yeah, exactly. So I'm way too scared. So I got, I, I got scared. Yeah. Well, I didn't think you were scared. You had a lot of balls that night and I'm actually pretty impressed because I've only been there in the daylight. And even then it was... I mean, I had a hard time staying up there. I just wanted to run down the hill every single time. But you really felt like that? I felt like that before we went in the house. Before, okay. Prior to, I definitely felt like it was a very dark, very abnormal. I feel like there was abnormal vibes that I felt from it. Every time I left, I always felt heavy. And you always feel like someone's watching you. Or the house is watching you. It's like an, it's become like an entity now. It has a life of its own. It really does. It like it ha- like it that. has it gives you a feeling. But I don't know how I would describe the because f- I don't ca- I don't when people are like oh I was just talking about this with Rachel like when people go into some place and they're just they feel that bad energy or something and they end that they end up finding out that like a haunting is there or something. 
I've never felt that way. No, never. I don't really get that. I want, I always want to get those feelings and I never do, which is why I figured if anyone could live in a haunted house, it's me because ghosts don't it's fuck totally with me. You. You're disturbed. You know, I'm just, it's like I'm one of them. So they're like, I don't feel like dealing with this bitch. Like, just let her go. You totally could be Stasi. I felt like you belonged in that house. Yeah. So it was made for you for sure. So me and Jennifer had like talked about it off and on like ever since then. And then two months ago or two or three months ago, she texted me and she's like, you got it. Like Sassy, the house is for sale. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And it's for 2.78 million. And I, like I said, cause I know I've been talking about this on my podcast, you know, like what, how it went from there. I thought about starting a GoFundMe account. She's genuinely serious. Yes. I talked to my dad. It. I talked to my grandmother, like all of these people, like what could we do? Because this is doable. And so I'm like, why, why is it like for sale? So I guess that guy died. The Enri and Enriquez. So Julian Enriquez died. Yeah. And the house was left to his only son, Rudy. And Rudy was a music store manager in East Los Angeles. And he also didn't want to live in the house. And he uses storage just like his parents. And when he died, the house went to his trust and the trust put it on the market. And literally, though, Stasi, in like, I think a month and a half, they reduced the price by half a million because mm -hmm. I, I think they were just desperate to get rid of it it had just become like a nuisance for them That's almost so annoying um this is my weird thought about the enrique enriquez right enriquez enriquez yes. family um normally i get like when people buy property because hey that you're supposed that's a super smart thing to do but you do that so that like <laughs> you're kind of like it's being set up it's an investment right. like you're gonna eventually sell it and be able to retire or whatever right. do you know what i mean this family didn't do that. No. They literally just bought the house, never moved anything, just put some of their shit in it, left it to their son who didn't care. And let it rot. And never tried to sell it or do anything to get money for it, which is the reason you make an investment. Right. So, like, what the fuck was the point? Like, what, like, what was the point? They, you know, it's, it's interesting because you have to do a lot of research to actually get any answers. This story is... It has the biggest question mark over the file. It not, a lot of it doesn't make sense. Like what you're saying, why would they not live in the house? But I'm curious what your theories are because you t I haven't seen you since we went last well, week. Well, you had said something about how you thought that it was a religious thing or something. Right? I think they set out to buy that house. They must have known someone or something like and bought it because they believed in something totally because the only other reason for buying property is because it's an investment and that's not what they did with it that is a really good suggestion that that could be the case um however some there are some um there are some holes in his story julian enriquez said that he was president of the hoa for that pro for that area and there's no HOA because everybody individually owns their property and their land mm -hmm. so that's one um one instant where he his story doesn't add up yeah there's no HOA like why and why would someone who lives in Lincoln Heights buy a property a mansion in Los Feliz and not move into it yeah so 
the one of the stories online suggests that maybe the family worked for the Pearlsons um, and that someone in the family had asked them to purchase the house and keep it in the family, but they didn't want to disclose that who it was. That is a wonderful idea. I totally believe that. Yeah. That, that could totally, yeah. And someone did a crazy genealogy search. Someone actually paid to find this information, which is more than I would ever do, but. Oh, girl, I'll give you my debit card. <laughs> and then you can just figure some shit out. It's so fucking crazy. I mean, I only have one debit card, so. What? I just curse. I curse all the okay. time. Okay, great. I'm encouraging it. Um, <laughs> so the craziest thing to me was that their discovery was that the Pearlson, Dr. Pearlson and Julian Enriquez were enlisted in the army together at the same time. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. Well, Did I not tell you that? Wait, like enlisted like, an, at the same spot? At though? the same spot at the same time, which is, which is even more crazy to me. I mean, none of it makes sense, but... I mean, it does make sense if you think about it that maybe they knew the family and felt bad for them, so they kept the house because they thought maybe someday someone would want to come back for their things. I don't know. It it just there's so many unanswered questions, and I just keep searching and searching, and I come to this dead end. You just there's no answer. There's no answer, and no one wants to talk about it. Okay. Well, then we can tell. Then we can tell the story now. I guess. Let's do it. Of how we this happened. Okay. Okay. So, I, like I've said in other podcast episodes, I've talked about this a lot. If you listen to my podcast, you know. Okay, <laughs> you know all about the murder house. I think we, I like I made it a hashtag or something, but. Jennifer had been like really taking it seriously like no sassy like even more seriously than I was that like I could buy it she's I became like, obsessed kind of yeah she's like no sassy you really can do it like there are ways and I'm like I'm it seems kind of daunting I and don't know I, by I, the way I just got approved for just a car <laughs> to lease it I don't really know if you I totally would have won you would have totally won the competition of crowd fund that's true you totally would have you would have nailed it and you would have had the money and you would have had the house and we would be doing this podcast inside, inside of, of the house right now. Okay, I'm feeling depressed. <laughs> so no, that's OK. It's coming back to you someday. I do think that it's, it's just back. I wanted to be the one to like be the one to do it, to take care of it and turn it into what I wanted. So now whoever got it is going to restore it, but in their own way. And then it's, right. it, it loses the charm, I think, for me. I think. It lost its charm the day we walked out of that house because it was bought the very next day. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So Jennifer had been like, every time I saw her, she's like talking about how you want to find a way for us to go see it. If there's going to be an open house or oh, yeah. if it's a private store. And she's like, well, I feel like they're going to like ask to see like bank statements, like in order no, to see. You were scared about that. I knew yeah. they wouldn't. See oh, bank. you didn't? No. I just thought that on my own. Yeah. You were, oh. you were petrified of going there. Yeah. Yes. And you have the biggest balls out of every girl. It wasn't, I know. Like, it wasn't about being scared. It was because you didn't want to get caught. I didn't want to get caught, and I didn't want. I didn't want to make somebody come out. Th- okay. Well, so Jennifer texts me in the morning. She <laughs> it was, was like, like at nine in the morning, I, which I, I'm not, like I'm surprised <laughs> that I was on my phone and even like whatever. I woke up at seven and I was reading some article that led me to keep searching and searching until I found the real estate agency. Shout out to what is the real estate agency? Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire Hathaway. Shout out. Brian Joy. Thanks for hooking it up. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So she got in touch with the realtor. I emailed him and I said, Hey, 
is the house still available? Is it still on the market? Um, I'm interested to come and see it. <laughs> and I waited, and he literally got back to me pretty fast and um, said it was available, but they had a bid on it already. And I said, that's great. Can we come see it right before we make the offer? <laughs> and I text Stasi at like 10 in the morning, 9 or 10 in the morning. You, But you <laughs> forgot the biggest part of this. What? You go... And the sales going through in 24 oh, hours. Oh, yeah. That, no, less than 24 well, hours. At 9 o'clock in the morning, yes, it was 23 and a half hours. <laughs> and so Jennifer texts me. I wake up and she texts me and she's like, oh, my God, what are you doing today? The real estate agent emailed me back. He can show us the house at 430 because it's about to be sold at 830 the next morning. And I'm like, what? And I was like, Phew. making up, up all these excuses. I mean, no. The real one, the real excuse is that like, I really was like, I can't do this is I'm scared that they're going to know I'm just like bullshitting them. And like, obviously, like, because Jennifer said that I was the buyer, like she has like a <laughs> friend who's who's the buyer. The interested buyer. Yes. And I also felt bad, like making somebody like come out there, you know, and like taking a part of their waste day their and waste their time. Like that makes me feel bad. Like that's. But that's their job, Stasi. Not to be. But I don't have to be the one to hustle them. You know, we I weren't hustling them. We genuinely yeah, actually, wanted to see the house because you genuinely wanted to buy it. Yeah. And, and find you, out if there was anything you would have do done. You would have gone to the ends of the earth to find the money to buy that house. Yeah. <laughs> so at first I told Jen no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. Listen, I can't. I will freak out. I'm not really a good liar. And I can't. I don't know what lingo to use. I feel like I'd have to study real right. estate lingo for like a month straight in order to pretend to buy something. And I'm like, and, you know. It's my only day off. So I have like, you know, my spray tan thing and then my nail thing and like all these things I have to do and, and get I was like, done. No, this is our only chance. You'll regret it forever if well, we no, don't go. You, you said, are you, you go, I remember your response was like, are you serious? <laughs> like acting <laughs> like, well, how accurate. is she saying no right now? And I thought I sat there and I'm telling you, I not only thought about myself, but I thought about like my podcast listeners. I'm like, they would, they would die. Kill me go. if I didn't go. Yeah. And like I would kill me, and I would always regret. I, I would, would always regret it. I would be so disappointed in you. I think I would lose all faith in you if you yeah. had said no to me that day. So I go, okay, you know what? You're right. I can't believe I'm saying no. Email them back and let's go. And I was like, now this is what you have to do, Jennifer. You it's have gone. to come up with a. <laughs> you have to come up with a script for me. Like find out everything that you ask when you're going to buy a house. And I literally did. I coached you. I called a real estate friend of mine, Michelle, and I asked her a million questions and told her, hey, how am I supposed to act if I'm going in to buy a house? Should I be asking certain questions? What should I look out for? And literally, I came over with a list of questions to like, yeah, coach you. Asbestos. Asbestos. Mold. Uh, is this something the something steady? The roof. <laughs> the roof, yeah, wait. But the foundation. Is the foundation. Is the, the foundation, foundation stable the or something? Septic, septic tank. Yeah, you kept telling me, remember the word sept, ask about septic <laughs> tank or something. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to remember hey, that word. Hey, we had to sound legit. I know. So she comes over early. I'm learning all of this. She's like, well, what is your, like, what does your dad do? And I was like, he's an architect in New Orleans and he owns, owns his own firm. Disco, that was like the key word yeah. right there. Jen, architect. Jen was like, oh my God, we are meant to see this house. All totally. you have to do is say that your dad and you are buying it together and you restore, he, that he restores old homes and he heard about this house and he, and he totally would have been into it. Oh, well, he was. My dad, when I told him about this in New Orleans a couple months ago when you first told me, my dad said he would fly in 
in order to see it. And he was thinking of ways for me to buy it. Like, who, like, okay, like, what are their options? Like, stuff like that. Like, everyone was taking me very seriously. I was taking you seriously. I feel like I let everybody (laughs) down. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to call my dad. Well, I think my dad's in Europe right now. But he could tell me exactly what to ask. For right for what people ask when they're restoring homes, and I texted him and nothing was going through. So I'm like, damn it, he's still in Europe. So we memorized all of this stuff. I get in my car. I'm like, oh, we have to take my Mercedes because it's new and it looks like <laughs> it looks like I'm a baller. Like she'll take me seriously. Totally. And Jen's like, wear you your most <laughs> expensive purse. I was texting my friends like, what do what do potential home buyers <laughs> wear? It's and so funny. I asked my friend Sheena Menina this back who. I grew up with in New Orleans and she wrote back she's like what they were already wearing that day oh and my I'm like, god you're right <laughs> you're you right. didn't google that I yes I did what did you find out and no I, it was nothing would actually really even come up it was like all just like joke kind of things okay. but Sheena told me like they wear what they would already be wearing that would be really creepy I feel like the ghost would definitely recognize you that like you're from their era yeah yeah you, you're wearing the clothes they died in, basically. That's creepy. Totally. Um, so, so we go, we take a shot of tequila real fast. Yes. We split one. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, and we chugged a glass of wine. Chugged a glass of wine. I'm like, okay. I was so scared. I was so scared. My palms were sweating. I, and my heart was racing the entire yeah, but time. Yeah, we were scared for different reasons. Like, yeah. she was no, scared because true. of the ghost. And I was scared <laughs> that she was going to look at me and be like, oh, I've seen Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> Why are you hustling me right now? I was scared that you were going to freeze and I was going to look like an idiot and I bought this girl who was totally posing. Yeah, and I was scared that I was going to look at you halfway through and just start laughing if I made eye contact. Like, I didn't know what to do. And then I thought, maybe they know that I talk about this on my podcast because I'm sure somebody who knows someone who knows someone had to to have heard. Well, we did say the real estate agent's name. So now if they know him, it's definitely going to get back to him. We just basically busted ourselves. We did bust ourselves. Well, (laughs) (laughs) so we meet the lady. It's actually the assistant. And she's great. She's so nice. So nice. So friendly. We walk up. And this is the weird. This was the first weird thing. Yes. This is the only time actually that I I felt like legitimately got scared. Yeah. Um, she, the lady like gets out her keys and this door, the front door, it's huge. It's huge. It is this heavy wooden arched door. Like, it's w- amazing. It looks very medieval. Yeah. It's got like a little black cage window where you yeah. can peep out to see who's there. It's really cool. And she goes and she's like going with the keys and it won't open. It's jammed. It's jammed. And she's like, this is so weird. Like, I, I can't believe like it won't open. Like, this, is, this doesn't happen before. And that really freaked me out because I'm like, is this like somebody's giving us a sign? Like, we should not be walking into this house. Like, is some angel or fairy trying to save Tell us, us right now? Out. And I looked at you and both of our eyes were just kind of like uh, <laughs> we were petrified. Uh, we okay. were so scared. Especially because she kept saying that it, this has never they, happened. And they just come here the night before yeah. and she's been here before. So it was definitely like a sign. Like, don't go in. Yes. Definitely don't go in. And I'm going to tell you, like, when she finally got that door open and my like I crossed the line, like I when I made that step, I felt like I was make, did you feel like I felt like I was m- making like a very intense decision with I, a lot of weight on it. I like, felt relief. 
like I get what you're saying. I think I kind of felt the same way, like a weight had been lifted. Like you just no, felt I like f- weight? I felt like I felt like the de- the decision to move my leg to pick up my leg and cross it felt like it was like a decision. Like you didn't make it. No, like like I might be doing something like intense here. Like this might have percussion. Yes, this might yes. Like what I'm me just deciding to cross this line. That's so interesting. Yeah. And like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen, and I yeah, it's out of my control now. Like, wow, that that's so crazy. That's how you felt, and I instantly um, felt like light, not even scared, but just I don't know something about that foyer that looked. I mean, it just kind of glows, and it was so warm that once you walk into that house, you kind of just forget what it is. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, did you walk in and think, oh, I'm in the murder house? Yeah. I totally didn't think that. See, I'm so surprised you didn't. I didn't. And I thought I would be getting the heebie-jeebies right away. Well, no, I didn't feel heebie I didn't feel that. I just, I I don't know. It just felt like a big deal. Yeah. Me, like, walking it was totally through, it felt, like a, it felt like a really big deal. It was. It was, I mean, there are very few people who've had the privilege of going in there. And I use the word privilege. Is that it is I privilege? Mean, like it, it we really have was. we were privileged that we got to go see something we really wanted to. Right. That not everybody gets to untouchable. Do. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I should just clarify: they, it, the house had already been cleaned out, so like the oh, old yeah. furniture wasn't there anymore because that. Yeah, no, the I think maybe that's why the energy was different because all the I old, think so too. I think everything that belonged to that family was gone. Like if I would have seen it with like all the weird furniture and like magazines and just like whatever was laying around, I would have that would have been kind of totally creepy. weird. Yeah. Actually, in L.A. Times, I think there was an article in the L.A. Times, someone named Alexis Vaughn, and you can probably find this online. She took awesome pictures of the interior of the house. I think she was one of the only people in history who ever actually got to photograph what it looked like. And she the word what how she described it was that it was sensory overload yeah like there was just so much going on and she was experiencing so much because you could see like their clothes hanging in the closet and you know all the judy loved shoes so i guess she had hundreds of shoes hundreds of pairs of shoes and you and i actually went in her room yeah and the only thing that was remnant of her there was that judy don't get there yet okay, no i'm okay. gonna go chronologically okay go 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 so <laughs> We walk in. Jennifer's like, do you want me to shut this door? And she shut the door. Shut. I shut it. I slammed the door. Yes. Shut. And I walked into like that first main room. And it's, you guys, the colors of the wall are the colors of my apartment that I picked out. Stassi blue. Wait, shut up. That like sky blue, grayish. But like it's almost like a neutral, not like a baby's boy's room. And you're... you're the thing right there behind you what do you call that the credenza matches the fireplace yeah oh my god yeah dude i just realized that and the, the floors were are the, the same, same color the same color holy shit Stassi. it was really it was fucking <laughs> it crazy was, you guys have to go to my instagram and see the photo of me walking in it because it was like well did i design this room it was so weird i feel like we should share these pictures oh like, i will definitely yeah give a little bit more we're going to find a way to yeah um so we walk around the house we We, living room first living room then we went to i mean we went into the dining room 
dining room, the kitchen, the, kitchen, the basement, the basement oh, was shit. like out of a fucking straight horror up horror movie. That was like one of the creepiest rooms in the house, I would say. Like I was the first one to walk down there. I don't know why I walked in front of the real estate agent. Yeah, you were like super ambitious when it came to kept to, like when you were like, let's walk down the basement. I'm like. Seriously? Okay. I don't know. (laughs) It was was so crazy to me. I really thought that you would be leading the way, but I was just drawn to every single room and I like wanted to know more. I just, I couldn't wait. I had to see like every room I'd ever thought about. And I wanted you to be like, the boss because like i was <laughs> scared i didn't know what lingo to use you did a great job by the way i like convinced myself i was buying it like that's how what i had to do in order to like it was Make like it what, what's it called what kind of acting is that called method acting i don't fucking I don't, know <laughs> i don't know anything about acting i don't know so she was but she was pretty enthusiastic like she was a fangirl she loved that property i think as much as you and i did yeah and she was just as excited i think to be to there. talk about it and oh be yeah there. yeah absolutely but this basement was fucking scary as shit and it, there was so like creepy. three rooms to it old flower wallpaper that was like deteriorating their basement where they had like it smelled like pennies you said that i yeah. don't remember that i mean sniff a bag of pennies next and time like it's just like cold and like wet and i don't know how to explain it. like copper smells yeah, like, like a blood lot. yeah basically. totally <laughs> exactly so we go down there this was a weird part we go back upstairs the closet underneath this beneath the staircase i looked in and i was like wait there's something back there and i was like looking for a light and i'm like what like what is back there so i was like jennifer like take a photo with a flash <laughs> yeah and it was a and build, it was a built-in vanity so creepy with a door underneath it yeah, who the fuck goes into a closet underneath the stairs in the darkest place ever and sits and does their makeup it's or something. so weird and i'm really curious if other homes during have that, that time yeah I'm, I'm really curious yeah. if it if anyone listening to this lives in a house that w- was built in that time that has a similar room it's just so like, weird. are you locking people in there like what you know what I, I heard a theory that there was a tunnel that went from the inside of the house down to the end of the driveway at the bottom because no one understands why there was what? two garages yeah do you not remember there's a garage two-car garage at the bottom and a two-car garage at the top and someone has a theory and no one can get their hands on um, the architects blueprints for the house but there's supposedly a tunnel that runs under the house that comes out of the garage doors, like somewhere That's crazy. in the garage. I know. I wish we could find out. It's not too late. It's not no, too it's late. never too late. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, where else we from there? We went. There to was the most beautiful library sunroom. room and the sunroom made of all wood. The ceiling, the floor, the walls, all this dark wood and so much light like tremendous amount of it was like, like one really of the most light. beautiful rooms i've ever Stunning. seen i'm like this is this is so should be this this is the selling point of this house i like, know it's and crazy. they don't even mention that really mm-hmm. but that so anyway we went upstairs and she led us into the master room by the way she did inform us that it's where the murder that was. is where the murder was and also in the email that the real estate agent sent us he did ask us if we were aware of the history so they did do their due diligence and um everything was done accordingly so we went in the master bedroom 
and I didn't feel anything weird. Me either. <laughs> I actually really liked that yeah, master like, bedroom. Yeah, me the too. The wallpaper was the wallpaper dope. The wallpaper was nice. I'm like, <laughs> it was well, so pretty. Why would anyone want to murder someone here? Exactly. It, no bad vibes. But the one very strange thing that I Are you talking found about unique splatter was, marks. Well, besides the okay, the splatter marks. I don't know. It's questionable. That is where the bed was, by the way. Uh huh. Um. But the weird thing was that there was a Jack and Jill bathroom that conjoined Judy, the 18-year-old yes. daughter's room, and the parents' master bedroom, which I found so absurd. Like, that yes. is weird. That is so weird. And her room was the only one that was caged. Yes. All, all of the doors. All the doors had cages around it. <laughs> and, and the you windows. Could tell they were old. Yeah, the windows. You could tell that it was... It was old. Those cages were from, like, the beginning. They were there from the beginning. And the creepiest part of, well, no, almost creepy part, not the creepiest, of what happened is when I walked in that room and I looked over at the light switch and I, it was one of those light switches that has her name, it had her name on <laughs> with it. With flowers painted. With flowers on it. And we took a photo of it. It's a blood stain. That is 100% <laughs> a blood Totally. Stain. That is a fucking blood. I'm not making this shit up. <laughs> I will post this photo. Like it looks like blood stain. There. What else could it be? I wish we'd taken it. <laughs> what else could it be? We totally should have taken that Judy light switch. Well, I would wow. have had to like get like I don't know like a screwdriver <laughs> ripped it out of the wall. Um, but that was fucking creepy. And yeah. not to mention the strange claw marks. Claw I'm like yes, every on door. every door, you it's guys. So absurd. claw marks going in the direction that a do- an animal can't do because they're not going up. No, they're not, not up and down. They're up and down. It's parallel. To, it is, yeah, and it's right where the doorknob is. Horizontal. Yeah, and it's right where the doorknob is. On like, a lo- I I would say pretty much Almost every room all of, them. of the house Almost has these strange. I'm like, what would what could even make that? Because even know. if you were locked in something, say like you were locked in a closet or or whatever. You don't claw at it in order to get out. That's not no. going to do anything. So no, like it and from it, the outside. But they were from both sides, I thought. No, it was from the outside. So if we're in a room looking at the closet door, it's on the outside of the door. It was at, on the kitchen door, too. And when we post pictures, people can zoom in to actually see it. But yeah, um, they're on the outside of the doors, which is so fucking bizarre. It's almost like someone was trying to get into the closet and couldn't get into the closet because it was locked. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. And then I looked out the window and I saw the house <gasps> behind it. The Enos, uh, no, the Snowden house. The Frank Lloyd Wright Snowden house. Yes. First of all, Frank Lloyd Wright is my dad's favorite architect. Another sign. Another sign. <laughs> and it's the house right behind this one. And that was, this one was a Lloyd Wright house. I don't think it's the actual one. It was the son. Frank, it's Frank a Lloyd Wright's son. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think that it was actually the Black Dahlia one. Are you sure? Because... It says that it was. Well, the Black Dahlia one was on Franklin. It was on Franklin? The house was located on Franklin. It's called the Jaws house. Oh, that is a totally different house. So the Jaws house But it's like two there. minutes away. And it's another Lloyd Wright house that looks so similar to right. it. Right. And you know what? The crazy thing about that story is that they suspect that either her father or the murderer's father murdered the Black Dahlia. And I don't know if they're just trying to make it seem like fathers are possessed and they, like, kill their children. Um, That's crazy. It's fucking weird. And, I mean, people suggest that that conjoined room, um, the father might have molested Judy, which is creepy to think about because she was the only child he attacked. And he attacked her 
And she woke up just in time. I mean, he did get her a little bit on the side of the head, I think. Are we sure that he attacked her? I have another theory about that, too. Yes. You know for a fact. Yeah. She was She was. She harmed. was hit. Yep. And but do you think he set out to hurt her? I think maybe she heard her mom scream and woke up or something. Unless he, like, actually, like... Well, he couldn't... The mom didn't scream because she died in her sleep. She was asleep and he hit her from the back of the head, in the skull. I think there was a one-inch round hole in the back of her head. He, like, literally... One major blow. One major blow. There might have been other blows, but the one major blow that would have killed her was that one, which caused all the blood splatter and everything. And he did hurt Judy because she was covered in blood going down the stairs. So she left a trail of blood. Which is left on the fucking night switch. It's totally light switch. Light switch. I know it is. I know it is. I know that's blood. I know it. It's so... I mean, someone else posted a picture of it a while ago and it had that stain on it still. So I'm feeling pretty certain. It just It's, it's exactly what 60-year-old blood looks like. Dried blood looks like. That's I actually exa- Googled it. It does. It's yeah. dark like that. That's amazing. It is. So that was really cool. We went through all the rest of the rooms and they still had like stickers from like where the, the kids. kids like oh, just yeah. A strawberry shortcake. Yeah. On one of the closet doors. Weird stuff. Uh, the, the little boy had a sailboat on his yeah. light switch. Yeah. And then we went up another floor and it was the ballroom that had a built-in bar. Black and gold. Black and gold. (laughs) Yeah, it was really beautiful. It was crazy. And the room had like an awesome color, even though it had deteriorated. But just the vibe in that room, I can't, I I mean, I only can imagine like the spectacular parties they must have had there. Totally. just a spectacular entertainment spot. Yeah. But tell them about the door <laughs> when you opened one of the closet doors in the attic so the at uh, the third floor which is the ballroom bar floor the attics are on like the sides of the ballroom yeah towards the front of the house i would say like god bless you <laughs> thank you um the attics are facing the front of the house like they're on the roof they're on the third floor uh-huh but when you look out the windows of the attic it's facing the street basically yeah. like and i opened the, the door to the attic and the coldest gust of wind flew by us flew at us and i screamed you and screamed, ran yeah and ran and i'm like wait hold on i'm gonna come up with like how this could like be explained and it was a really hot day too it was that's what i think was weird because i noticed that there were vents yes so there i'm like oh it's the wind like we're up high and it's like the wind no it was chilly it like and flew by you first yeah and i felt it it was really cold yeah. and she's like but it's hot outside and i'm like you're that's you're right and attics are supposed to be warmer too that's what i thought too yeah we should ask your dad that'd be a great question i will ask ask my dad that yeah why was it a freezing cold gust of wind but it like flew by you and then it it flew by me and even our realtor screamed yeah (laughs) she was bugging and she was on the phone the whole time that this was happening because she was trying to find a way for we she was because i fell (laughs) in love with the house so much that i was convinced that i'm actually going to find a way to get it the money by 8 30 yeah and she was like well can you go to bank of america you know before six da, da, and you can get there i'm like yeah lady you're like because i only I, have half <laughs> like i have fucking two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. so basically if i wanted to buy this house at 8 30 in the morning the next day and granted it was already like 5 30 i would have had to race to, to a ba- bank and like banged on the door i'm like let me in please right. um what i would have had to do was come with 10 percent of 
the down payment of or wait the down payment which was 10 percent of the price right and go and bid and go to court and see who has who else has shown up and who showed up and who's has the most money because no matter what it was being sold right so yeah two hundred fifty thousand dollars just gone yeah sorry i got spooked for a moment why i just (laughs) just, saged my apartment i know but i just i don't know like like talking about this makes me really sensitive because i felt really heavy for like many days after i I went there. I live alone. Don't freak I'm not, me out. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm dead. I'm dead. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so, you have to go to court yes. at 8.30 in the And so the lady's like, okay, well, do you think like, what, do you think you could, why are you making a face like that? I didn't do anything. No. Did you see something? No. No. Why are you making a face like that? You look like guilty of something. I didn't see anything. I thought I heard something, but. How is it possible <laughs> you have these things on? That's what I'm trying to figure what out. What do you think you I heard? Look, like something moving or like. You can go fuck yourself. (laughs) Seriously, I'm getting freaked out. Then don't ask me because maybe it's someone outside of your apartment. I just saged my apartment. I know. It's fine. It's fine. It was someone outside. Okay. Okay. So anyway. I have holy water and I'm going (laughs) to sleep with it in my hand tonight just in case. Okay. Um, Continue. So. And my dogs aren't here. So like I don't. I'm not going to feel safe. That was the first thought in my head was that wasn't the dogs. But it was probably someone outside like dropping off mail or. Okay. Okay. So. So. Okay, so the lady was on the phone. She was on trying the phone. to figure out ways for me to, to get it right. And you started walking back downstairs mm-hmm. to the living room, and I was following you. And the real estate agent was behind me, and I was walking a few steps ahead. Yes. And I crossed the front door into the Stasi Blue Room, and then all of a sudden the fucking front door flew open. open well i didn't see it i heard it and i heard you guys scream i scream i screamed and ran to you and the real estate agent ran away <laughs> yeah i thought she w- might leave us like <laughs> i really thought she was gonna leave us because she was just as surprised and stunned by it because i legitimately locked the door by myself like I was the last one into the house and I asked her if I should close it and I closed the door. I slammed it, made sure it was shut and we walked on our merry way and that happened and it totally threw me off guard. And, and it's a heavy ass door. It's not like door. something. It, that, things like that don't just fling. No. I could have been the strongest gust of one in the entire world and it wouldn't even have like moved no it way, a little bit, dude. much less fling it open. And she was so scared and still on the phone and trying to like control herself. Yeah, and I looked at her because she looked at me to be like, I, oh, to God. see what my, like, do I not right. want to buy this house anymore? And I was like, right. don't worry, that stuff doesn't scare me. Right. Like, don't You're worry. Like, like, I could clean it. I can, I can sage yeah there are things that i can do don't worry about it she did mention that a real estate agent who had gone in there um a younger girl who went in there the night before was showing somebody and she was in the basement remember and she said that a door flew open in the basement did you catch that no oh yeah she totally (laughs) said that oh Um, my god if that happened to me in the basement that would have scared me i think i would have ran out of there screaming traumatized i don't think i would have been able to like move like run up the stairs i would have been too scared to move no way because the basement's so scary. It was terrifying. I think, I also think that laundry room was the window that you were trying to come it in was. through. I that noticed, night. no, I knew, I know it was. I thought the same exact thing. And I was sitting there when I realized that, being like, I am so thankful I did not do that and make you guys put me in the window. I had, I would never have done that had I known it's the basement. 
No. Could you imagine if I went in there and I'm in the basement, the scary ass saw, like it's like straight out of a saw movie basement. Like people look like they were, it looks like you you were tortured down there. Like absolutely. It's bad things happen down there. And that wallpaper rotting off and it just, I mean, I it's the most unpleasant No, I would situation. have really, and there was no power during that no, time, so I would have no been power. by myself in the in basement. The fucking <laughs> basement. I would have had no idea. Like, what if my phone, what if the spirits turned my phone oh, off God. and I couldn't see and I, I didn't know where to go and all of a sudden I'm touching dirt and weird stuff in the basement? Like, oh God. Okay, you just said something that I totally forgot about. So when we walked into the house, remember my phone died and I had to use your phone? Yeah. My phone was at 77% when I got there. No, it wasn't. Are you sure? Your phone was had no... I remember you saying when we were... Because you had the Waze on in my car and you were like, actually, can you Waze it because my phone's dying? You said that. Did I say that? Okay, because yeah. I was wondering why the fuck my phone died when I got in there and I maybe was freaked myself mm. out. And I, totally I think you freaked yourself out. Okay, my phone was totally dead in there. So if we were stuck and something happened, I would be fucked and could not call for help. Yeah, that's so <laughs> and that would be scary. really bad. Well, anyway, so, so we were in the basement and I forgot where we were. Oh, we were, we were just going back to the basement because you said the la- other lady oh, said yeah. that a, right, a door right, right. flung the open. The door flung open. So, yeah, that big fucking heavy-ass door flew open and I looked at the real estate girl and I was like, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. And then I was like, I had to finally tell her, like, lady, like, you, you don't have to keep trying for me. Like, there's no way I can get $250,000 right, right now in, like, a fucking cashier's check. Right. Wake up at 7 and, like, drive myself down to she the She was court. hopeful. She was so hopeful. Everyone's been so hopeful, hopeful for me, which makes me feel like I let everybody down. No, she totally wanted you to have it. And, I mean, after we left, she called me and... She was like, I could totally feel that she was emo- like emotional about it when she left. I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Both of us were like, r- we didn't even know how to put into words what we just Aww. experienced. But it was sad because then we just had to leave it. We got in the car. My car was driving weird, and I legit thought <laughs> something had <gasps> the possessed tire it. pressure. That I realized that light has been on for a while. Okay. The, when you I got my get it checked. No, when I got my Mercedes, he goes, I just want to let you know that that's a... Um, it's not anything where we'll program that light to go off. Okay. It was like off a glitch s- thing. Okay. Um, Cause that was fucking freaky. Yeah. That if was your weird. tires were going flat as we were going down the hill from the haunted house. Yes. And then the second I dr- I brought Jennifer back here and she got in her car and she, well, we researched it a lot more. Oh yeah. And talked about it and kind of got like really like emotional and like sad. <laughs> totally. And then the second she left, my dad calls me. No way. I didn't I tell you this? You told me that he called you, but I didn't realize he It was right you after like, you left. Jesus. And I'm like, Dad. And he's like, Yeah. And I'm like, Are you kidding me right now? And he's like, What? And I'm like, the odds of you calling like right now, right after I'm about to tell you what I just did is so weird. And he's like, I just got off the plane from Europe. And I'm like, just now? <laughs> I just like, saw my dream house. I was like, I just saw my dream house and like I knew you would fly in to see it and like all of that. And I told him the whole story and he goes, Stassi, go get a hundred thousand dollars and go down there. And I was like, dad, first of all, it's like past six. You can't just (laughs) do that. And like, I can't like clean out like everything I have. Like how would I ever like your dream house? Like I can't, I couldn't pay rent anymore. (laughs) I couldn't like, I couldn't, no, it would have, couldn't get my like McDonald's coffee in the morning. It's not the right time. Maybe we need to let one more family really experience living there before 
yeah. you legitimately live there because you really don't know as much as we can ask them like hey has something strange happened the bottom line is the past two owners never lived in the house like why didn't you live in the house yeah why there's got to be something. And I, I'll tell you, I watched The Conjuring like three days after that, The Conjuring 2, mm-hmm. and it got me thinking a lot about it and whether maybe there is something demonic. Maybe it possessed the dad and maybe, you know, maybe the family, the Enriquez family did experience something in there. There's a lot of like pictures of Mary. Did you notice in any in any of your research? There's so many pictures of Mary oh, around the house. Oh, you told me about. Th- you pointed that out. But they weren't Catholic; they were Jewish. So, that is so weird. Yeah. Um, you know what else is weird? What? Sorry, no. This is how I go I'm into scared. my sponsor I'm sometimes. So no, I'm just gonna talk about something okay, real fast. Go ahead. Um, I have a free situation for you guys right now. Have, have any of you been thinking about starting a blog or a website or an e-commerce site? Um, I get emails from you guys and tweets asking how do you make a blog and how do you do that stuff. And so that's why I've started like partnering up with Weebly to bring you guys this code. What Weebly is, and that's Weebly.com, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. It's this amazing website that makes it very easy and simple in order to make a, your own website. So basically you don't need to be... Um, like you don't need to know anything about coding or know how to design websites and things like that. They walk you through the process and it's so easy, so simple. They even have an app. So like you could make a website through your phone. I mean, how crazy is that? But right now, if you go to weebly.com slash straight up, you can get started for free. So just like go to the website and test it out and see if it's a good fit. They always have people like on call and if you had a question that you can text with and then they'll answer you. It's just a really good situation and it's free. Um, also, plated, 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 bobated. Um, if you're lazy and not good at cooking like me, but you want to have a home-cooked meal sometimes without ordering Postmates or you want to just have a, a host a dinner party and like want to seem like you have your shit together and are like super talented... Um, that's why you should go to plated.com because what you do is you go there and you pick from tons of different chef-inspired and chef-designed entrees, and they change every week. So you're never getting the same thing again. You can go on. They have uh, so many different options. You pick the one you want. Say you want it for however many people that you're going to be cooking for and that you want it delivered on a specific day. So it will arrive at your door in an insulated box. And I got my plated yesterday and I didn't open it until literally an hour ago. And it was still like frozen and fresh and all of that stuff, like still being refrigerated. Amazing. And right now, if you go to plated.com slash Stassi, you can get a free dinner for two with your first purchase. So that's $24 savings and you get free shipping. So it's like you get an extra night of dinner on me, basically. If you go to plated.com slash Stassi. Um... Final one right now. This is one of my faves. 
What? It's the sheets. My favorite sheets. Bowl and branch sheets. <laughs> so many people are always asking me, like, do you really like bowl and branch? Like, or do you really use those sheets? I'm like, yes. The, all the sponsors that I, like, pick and work with, like, are things that, like, I really believe in. And bowl and branch, I liked their sheets so much that I used my own code and bought myself a second pair of sheets. It's like hotel feeling sheets. And three of our U.S. presidents sleep on bowl and branch sheets a fact that i like to mention all the time how so, do you know that by the way because they taught me i i learned everything about it wow yeah it's amazing i like it makes me like wonder which ones yeah. maybe the last most I recent know which three. three presidents yeah after this but the reason why it's so affordable is because you're going straight to the source so like it's not being marked up because you know you're buying it from neiman marcus you're going straight to bull and branch.com and that's what makes it just not that pricey. Basically, sheets are like a really good gift for anyone. They're amazing. That's the best. Like, if somebody were to get me like a, a, a what plain white extra sheet set, you'd be totally happy. Yeah, I'd be like, thank you. Less that's laundry. Actually, like, yeah, <laughs> less laundry. That's like thoughtful and like convenient. And Absolutely. whenever you have people over and you have to quickly like change the sheets or something. That's a really good gift. Hell yeah. Maybe I'm going to gift those to Katie Maloney for her wedding. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I'm using my code. <laughs> hey, I might use your code too. You use my code. <laughs> well, if you use my code, you get 20% off uh, your order. That is what's up. And you have to use my code Stasi. So you get 20% off. Awesome. That's a lot. So do it. I need to check that out actually. No, you really do. But I, so that's, those are the sheets that I use, and I did use my own code. Maybe I'll go lay on that bed before I leave. Yeah. Feel it out. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. She's never one to hold back on any topic. This is Straight Up with Stassi. Did we, like, cover everything about this? Um, I hope so. I feel like we did. L- let me think. Oh, um, well, so one of the children, the family members, I think the young boy, um, supposedly he moved to Israel, changed his name, and no one's had contact with him. While the other one, Judy. Is a jewelry designer. I don't know if we should have said that, but <laughs> yeah, she is. I mean, we won't say what her name is now. I don't think she wants people to. No, know. I won't say her name. Yeah. But she makes. She makes jewelry. Yeah. And she's literally located like two blocks from my house. And I wanted to go to her store. <laughs> we can go to her store, but we are not going to ask her one question. Oh, fuck no. What? It, I mean, can you imagine like a stranger wanting to pry in the most like private part of your life she's traumatizing she's never ever going to give an interview like we'll never know the actual story because everyone who is affected by it is dying or dead what about the other daughter the other daughter i think still lives in new york i'm not sure i mean they're i they were never heard or seen from after that ever after that i think a crazy part of it is that the two little kids woke up 
And the dad oh, yes. said, don't That's worry, right. it's just a bad dream. Go, Go back, back to bed. Yeah. And they slept through everything. Yeah. No, they were actually waiting. So, okay, so the police report says they were waiting downstairs in the living room. They didn't go back to sleep. They just walked downstairs. But the crazy thing is, why didn't he, if he was going on a murder-suicide rampage, why would he only... Spare. Yeah, why would he spare the two little ones? Right. I don't get... That's what makes me think that he wasn't intending on, on hurting his eldest daughter. No, the theory is... <laughs> this is the internet theory, that he, he could have possibly been abusing her sexually and that she had told the mother and the mother found out and confronted him and he might have lost it because you have to remember all this happened at like 5 a.m it wasn't like they just went to sleep and he decided to go crazy this was like in the middle of like deep sleep close REM you know yeah my favorite part yeah and he attacked the mom and then went for the daughter and didn't really care for the other two children so it's not like a typical murder suicide where they get like the whole family it's not like amityville where he killed everybody didn't spare a single soul that house is for sale i was just gonna tell you i was like hey you you know so many of my listeners (laughs) tweeted me and emailed me they're like just so you know it's only eight hundred and seventy-five thousand. but it's gonna go down a lot more do you know that i've been there shut up inside no i i just made my i was staying with one of my friends near in well when i was in manhattan and then we went to uh long island and i'm like i'm sorry but like you're gonna have to do me a favor (laughs) what was that like they changed the way that it looked i saw so it doesn't look like you can't you can't recognize it you could a little like by the frame and structure yeah like if you knew i don't know that if i didn't know what it was that i would have recognized it but it was cool to see like whoa this is get any vibes from it no um, I told you I'm really bad at vibes. Okay, so I have a confession. On Friday, this past Friday, um, Jake and I had a date night at um, the Franklin Tavern on Franklin, which is okay, like two minutes from the murder house. Shut up. So I took him at night. And, and you walked up? No, because he's... You just did a drive-by. Yeah, but I did not want to get out of the car. It looked creepier and more sad than ever. I don't know, even know if that can be possible. Because the house wanted me too. <laughs> the house is fucking sad. It They're like, we wanted Stassi. We finally got her here. And it's, it just looked terrifying. I, I mean, we'd been there in the dark late at night. And I've been there in the daytime. But something about going back to it this time was just fucking creepy yeah but i think that's because you're scared because you keep saying that you feel like somebody's following you or watching you. i'm not scared but i feel like we had this really heavy experience on this very sacred ground that's been untouched after this horrible crime and i'm definitely a believer that spirits that suffer trauma to that degree i don't think that they pass very easily especially given the fact that that house was unchanged for so long like can you imagine I can't, I mean, I don't even know. I wouldn't even know how to describe what that would be like. But there's definitely yeah. something unsettling. So Whether how do you feel right now? Um, give me, you can give me your honest opinion. Just don't talk about my apartment. No, I won't talk about your apartment. But it's been a week, right, since mm-hmm. we've been there. And I, the first two nights, I, <laughs> I think I told you, I showered with my bathroom door open. Yeah. And I made my husband come to bed with me early. Because I was just terrified. And 
I don't I you know what it is I'm not afraid of ghosts I like want to see a ghost that's all fine but it's just the unknown the unknown of all of that like the unrest of that whole situation that I think weirds me out so much and the fact that you and I are so fascinated by it and we talk about it all the time I feel like it's very present it is very present because we talk about it all the time and I got you that holy water because I was like we're gonna have this conversation about it and I'm gonna talk about it again and I remember how heavy and like weird I felt after you and I had that experience and I went home like I couldn't stop thinking about it well now I'm scared that my dogs aren't here (laughs) so now I'm I'm scared that no don't be afraid I don't think it I don't think it followed us but I think that anytime you have thoughts like that and it's not the first time or last I think that you and I will be exploring these like crazy no spooky places that's one thing I wanted to ask my listeners I want to do this like every, not necessarily every month, that would be a lot, but if we could, to do an episode a month or every two months where we focus on like a murder or a ghost or a crime or like something supernatural. Like I want to- In LA? In LA. And I want to talk about the Cecil Hotel. Oh, fuck yeah. Next time we can go to the hotel. I'm not going to stay there. Well- if you want to go to the hotel, <laughs> we have to act fast because the hotel just got sold. Why does that always happen to me? I don't know, but why does it keep happening? And we can't like, ever, I actually was going to ask you last week if we could go and visit it. And I think I did bring it up and you I were. I got really scared. You were very scared. This is, this is one story and I will get into detail about this the next podcast we do together. But like, because I, I don't want to like tell everything now but no, if you if anyone's interested in what the Cecil Hotel story is like just google it it is fucking scares me google it watch the YouTube video watch the YouTube video educate yourself it, so you can like it really really scares me like Jen that's I'm telling you I don't I don't ever get scared and this story scares well, that's me. demonic and what we dealt with at the murder house is a murder okay then like, maybe that's why that scares yeah. me I think you're afraid of demons but yes. not ghosts Yes, because there's nothing you can do about a demon. Fuck no. You are fucking done. Oh, you're totally done. Don't watch The Conjuring 2 if you don't want to sleep alone at night. (laughs) Don't do it. No, now I have to watch it. It's (sighs) so... It reminded me of the house so much because, I mean, maybe... I mean, I'm not going to give away too much, but I believe that even furniture has ghosts, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, like if you're, if, for example, those two mustard yellow chairs that were in that house in the murder house in Los Feliz, mm-hmm. those those have sat in that house forever, and now they live in someone else's house. Just think about it. Okay. You know, does it give you a little bit of the heebie-jeebies? I'm legitimately gonna like sleep with my holy water tonight. Yeah. And sleep I, in your holy water. I recommend that everybody get dogs from here <laughs> on out because, like, that's I think maybe what makes me feel safe. And go to your local Catholic church and stock up on your holy water. You so, <laughs> side note, you guys, the holy water that she brought to me, she goes, I had to go to mass for this, <laughs> and I was like, where did you go? And she goes, Good Shepherd Church. I'm like. That's where I was baptized. It was totally meant to be. That's Signs, where I was baptized. Stabby. That's crazy. Most people don't know that I was baptized in Los Angeles because I'm from New Orleans. Uh, yeah, I had no idea that you even lived here as a baby. We lived here for a few years as a kid when I was a kid. Yeah. And it, that when you said Good Shepherd, I was like, wow, this is weird. Yeah. Okay. Can you see all the dots are connecting? Yeah. Everything about this murder house. Someday it'll find its way back to you. I think you I think that honestly and I'm not even like joking but you seriously have 
a connection to that place. And in so many ways, it's so you. It's so you. Like, in the way that it's, like, beautiful and the colors and just, like, And it's like my the, favorite style it's house. A, yeah, and it, you know what? Style, it's, like, that old you feel comfortable in it. Like, yeah. you literally were roaming around, which is why I took that picture, because I was like, whoa, she totally looks like Lady of the Manor here. Yeah. This girl Damn belongs it. in the The house. only place it freaks me out is the basement. Yeah, that's. I, but I wish it wouldn't go. Change there. the wallpaper. Yeah, <laughs> figure something out. Anyway, okay. Well, you guys, if you have any questions or you want to ask more about like us doing this podcast, like every now and then, write me. Tell me what you would want to hear. What you'd want me to change about this, and like how to go about doing the podcast and what we could do to make it better. Be nice. This is my first time. Oh yeah, you guys, please be nice. Yeah, be nice. Most of my listeners are very, are I rarely get people, sometimes I get people who will write me being like, I didn't like this person. And I'm like, then fuck off. Seriously. I can't, not everyone, you're not everyone's going to like everyone. So right. like, please don't spend your time like writing me to talk about how you just don't like one of my guests. That's <laughs> bullshit. Like, I don't care. Um, well, I had a good time. I had a great time. I'm glad you did. Thanks. Thank I was a little you. nervous at first. No, and see, now we'll need fun. to like sa- resage and spread holy water around. And we'll find a way to post all of this stuff because you Pictures. wrote a. Where did you put? Did you post that on Katie's blog? No, but you know what? You know what, Katie, you're li- probably listening to this, and I'm gonna post it on our blog so Could, people can see our pictures. Okay, can we post it on mine too? Yeah, let's do it. We'll and just feel free to share it. Share yeah. the pictures and, and I'm gonna write what I'm gonna there. paste in and, and do what you wrote and everything and you guys can follow that. So if you go to totally. Pucker and Pout Puckerandpout.com or style by sauce, you'll be able to Yeah to see all of that. And you have a picture up on your Instagram yeah. of the powder blue living room. Yeah. <laughs> go to it. Awesome. All right, guys. Well thank you. And also Jennifer actually is co owner of co founder of Pucker and Pout. So Great. She, that's like her baby too. So go to that. Yeah, check it. Pucker up. On the reg. <laughs> Thanks Thank for being here. Thanks, Sazi. Bye. Ciao.